about what's in what's out and what it's all about and we missed you our friars and we're happy to be back um we have been taking some time off obviously things are really terrible in the world right now with the genocide that's happening in occupied palestine And in Gaza, it just felt really challenging to know how to speak on a podcast about what's going on. And we also just kind of wanted to focus our energy more on doing activism and going to protests and really just educating ourselves. We are back recording a podcast and it is hard and uncomfortable, I think, to do something funny and be goofy while we're knowing that people are being murdered every second of every day in Gaza right now. So we just wanted to provide some suggestions on things we've been doing to get involved and to educate ourselves. I personally have been getting really involved in JVP, which is Jewish Voice for Peace. Um, It's an anti-Zionist Jewish organization. And as a Jewish person, just seeing what's happening right now um, in the name of Judaism is really deeply upsetting and also goes counter to all Jewish core values. Um, And so something I've just been trying to really get involved with anti-Zionist Jewish organizations. And yeah, I would just suggest in terms of anti-Zionist Jewish organizations, I mean, just follow JVP. You probably have a local chapter in your city. Um, Jewish Currents is a leftist a newspaper or news source that has been really good. And then Breaking the Silence is a cool organization that's ex-IDF soldiers um, speaking out against the occupation. Um, I think that a lot of this is being silenced by like mainstream Jewish opinion and also just like the mainstream media. And so I think just like supporting these groups, I mean, these are Jewish groups that I'm a part of or involved in, um, is important just because we're really getting drowned out by other Jewish groups or just like public opinion in the U.S. right now. Yeah, I think that like a lot of people are waking up mm-hmm. to just like how much propaganda the Western and U.S. media spew. And I think that also boosting and reposting and sharing Palestinian creators in Gaza and like in the diaspora does a lot. And I think we can see it happening that the narrative of what's going on in Gaza and in Palestine is changing so much because when we're all on Instagram and on TikTok watching Mm -hmm. live videos of a genocide happening, 
you can't deny that. Mm -hmm. But then you see like the New York Times Mm -hmm. and the Western media just posting the super sanitized, like inaccurate version of events where, you know, they'll call Palestinian children like Palestinian individuals under 18 Mm -hmm. versus like Israeli children. Mm. And it's just like, no, they're all children. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of Palestinian creators that I know a lot of people are following um, that are, you know, posting videos of what's going on right now. And I think any kind of Palestinian business or Instagram account, I mean, they're getting shadow banned. So I think the more that Mm -hmm. you can like just engage with their content, like it, save it, send it to people, like helps the algorithm and helps their voices be heard. Um, I think also there's a Palestinian led protests happening in pretty much every city um, every weekend. And I've been going to a bunch in um, Seattle, both Palestinian and Jewish led protests. Um, I think it's really important to go to Palestinian led protests and, you know, really hear Palestinian people speak about their experiences and uplift their experiences and, you know, just support them and kind of use our white privilege to support these people that are, you know, being disproportionately targeted by the police and by, you know, surveillance. And um, I'm sure you've seen a million infographics just to call your reps. Spike and I have both worked like in government offices. And I will say that, like, I know it seems crazy to like call your rep every day. But as someone who once answered the phone (laughs) for the terrible mayor of Portland, like they literally take note of every call that comes in because at the end of the day, they want to get reelected. The more vocal we can get, the more impact we can have. I mean, just like the boycott against Starbucks, it said that they lost $15 billion. I think it's really easy to feel really helpless and to feel like we don't have an impact. I think that that is something that we're told a lot like, oh, recycling doesn't matter. Oh, calling your reps doesn't matter. I think something to remember is like, if you are a white American citizen, you are some of the most privileged people in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think using our voices to protest or make impact is like, we actually have a massive impact impact. That is one thing I've been encouraged by, at least is, you know, seeing these like Jewish anti-Zionists, because at the end of the day, like the continuation of Israel does rely on like people like me supporting Israel. And I'm definitely disappointed in my parents' generation and (laughs) a lot of like family friends that I have that are, you know, still definitely down the Zionist brainwash rabbit hole. But I think a lot of people my age, just because of the access we have online and on Instagram, like are really waking up and realizing that this occupation has been happening for 75 years, that there's been ethnic cleansing, that there's a genocide happening right now. And I think the more people that can wake up and start protesting, it does have an impact. It is not futile. If anything, it is like extremely important that you just keep pushing. I think like this has been happening for two months now. And I think People are losing steam, which makes sense. But it's like, do what you need to do to 
have the energy to keep pushing because it is not ending. And like the Israeli government and the U.S. government is relying on trend cycles. Like they're relying on trendy activism. So it's like, oh, in a month, we'll stop posting about it, but the genocide will still be happening. Don't let that fatigue work because that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I think it's so true and such a good point that like in the US, we have so much more power than really we're programmed Mm -hmm. to believe Mm -hmm. because, you know, like capitalism teaches us that we're all just like individual people who have no connection to each other. But I think the atrocities that are happening are like the worst things I've ever seen because here, like we lead such privileged Mm -hmm. lives that we aren't exposed to such like Mm -hmm. mass destruction and war in our lives but the palestinian creators i think especially Mm because a lot of them speak english Mm -hmm. and they're speaking directly to like u.s citizens and the western world yeah the people who are funding their genocide (laughs) yeah exactly and like clearly the u.s and the west works so hard Mm -hmm. to convince its citizens and the rest of the world of the american dream Mm -hmm. that you know this is like the land of opportunity, the land of convenience, that it's such a great place. But Palestinian creators are completely breaking that narrative mm-hmm. and like waking people up to the fact that the only reason why people in the U.S. like us live with, with such privileged mm-hmm. lives is because of the imperialism mm-hmm. and like mass destruction that like the U.S. is waging on the rest of the world. And that relies on U.S. citizens Mm -hmm. and people in the West being complacent and Mm -hmm. turning a blind eye to that Mm -hmm. and accepting that, you know, maybe some groups of people that serve U.S. interests like people in Ukraine Mm -hmm. are worth fighting for and protecting. But other people like in the Middle East, it's fine if they die. Like that is really what the U.S. agenda is saying. And so it's so important that we all like rise up against. Against mm-hmm. that narrative that the government is trying so hard to push. Yeah. I mean, this is like almost just beside the point, but the fact that our government would rather spend so much money destabilizing the Middle East and destabilizing Latin mm-hmm. America rather than providing <laughs> citizens with healthcare mm-hmm. and education. <laughs> and I think that people here are really starting to see that like our money and our voices do matter and like boycotting yeah. and divesting actually does works. Do something. Yeah. And it's like undoing I think capitalist brainwash Mm -hmm. that happens to us because people are realizing like we're not isolated from the rest of the world Mm -hmm. we're part of the rest of the world and I mean it sounds almost cheesy to say but like our actions do matter yeah I think they do and I think it's been interesting I think just watching kind of the tide shift where it's like Palestinian creators are like, please share this. Please don't stop talking. Yeah, about and I it. think it's the first time that it's felt so like direct where it's like Americans, mm-hmm. I'm talking to you like our tax money is going towards killing them. And like, mm-hmm. if that's not making it hard for you to sleep at night, it should. And I think that's why we've been doing like a lot of grieving and processing. And it's also just like, it's not new. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think something really interesting is just like, and you said this, Spike, because you studied international affairs, just like that every president can have different policies that impact American citizens. Like we're like, Trump is terrible because I might not be able to get an abortion. But Trump's foreign policy is going to be pretty much the same as Biden's. Like Biden mm-hmm. is in theory, like doing things that are, quote, good for us, where it's like he's supporting birth control and liberal interests that but he is also okay with mass murdering children and i think it's challenging because so many people kind of fall into that liberal trap especially like in our parents generation where they're like oh well i'm reading the new york times or like joe biden is supporting this so like it must be okay and it's not (laughs) you're just being lied to and i think something i'm going to work on my Hanukkah goal because I'm seeing my parents is to like have a frank discussion with them about the genocide because we got in an argument about it a few months ago and I just kind of disengaged but I also feel like it's my responsibility as a Jewish American to have those hard conversations with the Jews in my community even if it means them getting mad at me or like getting in a fight like I owe it to Palestine after everything that's been happening in the name of Judaism to try to at least educate people on like the truth of what's going on. I think what's scary, though, is like my parents are talking to their Jewish friends and reading the New York Times and like reading the things my childhood rabbi is posting. And it is so deeply incorrect. Like it's just straight up misinformation. Mm. And it's really scary because my parents are smart people. And I think my rabbi is a smart person, but it's it's extremely like disconcerting to see just like the amount of misinformation that is out there and how well it works. Yeah, it is really scary. Like I think that like Zionism is a very like unique ideology where it's like weaponizing like the oppression mm-hmm. of Jewish people that happened for hundreds and hundreds of years and is still going on mm-hmm. and weaponizing their persecution in Europe in order to, you know, persecute other and people, kill another group of people. But it's difficult to get through to people mm-hmm. because as we've seen happening a lot in the media, there was like a bill in Congress passed or something that was saying that anti-Semitism is the same thing as anti-Zionism yeah. or something. I would really suggest everyone watch Israelism. It's really specifically about Zionism, especially if you're not Jewish. I think if you are Jewish, it will be like watching a movie about your life. Like I was like, this is, you know, like my lived experience. And yeah, I mean, I think the claims of anti-Semitism being thrown around are so wild to me because when January 6th happened and like neo-Nazis stormed the Capitol, there Mm -hmm. were no infographics that were like, check in on Jews. Jews are not okay. Mm -hmm. And I was scared. I Mm -hmm. am like, it's just really weird because it's like when it benefits the U.S. government to be like, oh, this is anti-Semitic. But then when like there's actually been like anti-Semitic neo-Nazi attacks, it's been like completely ignored. So Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, criticizing Israel is not anti-Semitic. Criticizing Zionists is not anti-Semitic. Like Nazism is (laughs) (laughs) anti-Semitic. So I just like it's scary to watch that term be thrown around Mm -hmm. so loosely 
it just is working and we have to just keep fighting against it as like an anti-Zionist. I think just even saying like I'm an anti-Zionist Jew is like crazy. Like Israelism, I watched it. I didn't think it was that groundbreaking. It was basically like me talking about how my summer camp like brainwashed me. It's being Mm -hmm. banned from like most college campuses. Like it's so radical to say these things that I think are very not radical. I'm like, duh, we were brainwashed. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we just felt it was important to say, even though we don't have the biggest platform, you know, we here at Vocally Fried support Palestinian liberation and of course, a ceasefire ending the genocide, but more than that, just ending the occupation, ending colonialism and imperialism worldwide and justice for the Palestinians who've been facing ethnic cleansing Mm -hmm. and apartheid for many, many Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. And we're just going to keep protesting and doing everything we can. And yeah, just remember that you are not powerless. You have power and you have impact. And the only way things can change is massive public opinion against supporting Israel. Like that's really where we're at. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Are there any other um, like movies or books that you recommend people read? Yeah, I mean, I I have a few different books from the library, but the only ones I've read so far are The Hundred Years War on Palestine. It's definitely uh, an introduction mm-hmm. to Zionism, to settler colonialism in Palestine, and it covers a hundred years. So, <laughs> but it's really good. He is like a Palestinian American professor and academic, and it's almost kind of like a memoir and a history book because his family is like very intertwined with the Palestinian history, and he was, you know displaced so many different times during different wars. And it's a really good book and starting point, I thought. Mm -hmm. And then also Gaza, An Inquest into Its Martyrdom, is a book by Norman Finkelstein. He's a academic and writer whose parents actually, or no, they were Holocaust survivors. And he basically dedicated his life to exposing the truth Mm -hmm. about what Israel is and what Israel has been doing Mm -hmm. to Palestine. And he's been basically canceled by Zionists. Mm -hmm. And like there has been like a smear campaign going against him for many years Mm -hmm. because people don't want you to know the truth because it completely shatters like all of the lies. Western imperialism goals. Yeah. Imperialism goals. I did not mean to say it like that. But but it's basically going through after Israel technically withdrew from Gaza. It's about all of their quote unquote operations into Gaza during the 2000s, -hmm. which it's basically just like relentless collective punishment. Mm -hmm. And it's super like meticulously researched. It's basically breaking down different like human rights, like Amnesty International reports. Mm -hmm. And it's a super like heartbreaking, but really informative book. Yeah, we'll just keep posting resources and things we've read on the Instagram. And also feel free to share things with us if you've read something or seen something that 
you think is worth um, sharing with the friars. An anti-Zionist community. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and I think anything you watch or read is like a good reminder that obviously things are like really terrible right now and the amount of murder, the amount of killing that Israel is doing is unprecedented but i think it's good to remember that i mean something really similar happened in 1948 they've been living under occupation without citizenship without any human rights for 75 years and like this is a lot of people's reality and if Mm -hmm. you're palestinian this has been your reality and so i think it's just a good reminder when we see these things that are like how is this happening what's going on this is so terrible it's like well this has been happening our entire lives definitely as an american jew the history i was told was completely inaccurate um reading what was that that zine that you sent me oh it was this it's this zine we can make like a highlight Mm -hmm. on the instagram decolonize palestine is a website with a lot of really good resources like readings and um history and the local marxist bookstore in baltimore put together a zine with information from decolonized palestine and it's free online it's yeah. free it's short and it's like a very good introduction mm-hmm. like synthesized history yeah and i think it took me like an hour or less to read and it's just like wild because as an american jew like i've been taught the like quote history it's just not accurate and so it's literally like going through you know what i was called wars like it's going through these different attacks on palestine that have been happening since 1948 the massacres that have happened the human rights violations and it's saddening because it's like the information we were told in hebrew school and sunday school and youth group was just like it's the same information but it's just rewriting history and so i think anything as jews we can do to kind of deprogram ourselves and learn the real history is really important and then i think for a lot of white people that aren't Jewish, it's about probably learning the history. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely a process. And just keep plugging away like you can't give up. So it is like interesting, like I'm not Jewish, but even just growing up in the US and going to school, Mm -hmm. and you know, Mm -hmm. reading the news, I was taught about Israel and Palestine as a conflict between two states like fighting Mm -hmm. over land rather than a colonial war being waged against like an indigenous population trying to force them to relinquish their homeland to other people against their will yeah (laughs) and rather like fighting like resisting you know right Uh, yeah and i think that's what i was taught too it's like it's such a complicated conflict it goes back to biblical times i mean like modern zionism and modern colonialism is new in comparison to biblical times the reason why things are so terrible is a result of american imperialism and british imperialism and so Mm -hmm. i think understanding that and also just like this idea of like oh it's too complex it's too complex and that was definitely something i fell back on was like it's too complicated Mm -hmm. i studied anthropology and took a lot of classes in colonialism which i'm really lucky because that definitely helped 
deprogram me. But it's like, it's not complicated because if you look at it, it's what we do to every other country that we want resources from. And so it's like, that is such a weapon to be like, oh, it's too complicated. And it's also like a weird identity politics thing, which gets used in so many scenarios. But like, you can't talk about it unless you're like involved. Mm -hmm. All Americans are involved. (laughs) Yeah, because you're funding it. And like, we're all involved in all of the imperialism that's happening. And all of the like colonialism that's happening, we're involved and we're complicit. Mm -hmm. I can imagine watching what happened in the world post Mm 9-11. We were like too young to understand and think critically. I think it's probably pretty similar in a lot of ways, just watching the propaganda being churned out and watching it justify just like mass murder of people in the Middle East. Yeah, just like the way that words are used to be like, this person is a terrorist, but the U.S., military and the Israeli military is a perfectly moral group. And it's like at that point, like like the words just mean nothing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of unpacking to be done. It's not just like this issue. And then I think it's kind of yeah, you start getting into like all of these other things that you realize you were told growing up that probably weren't true. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's very like upsetting and depressing and it feels like I was lied to which you were and you were lied to for a reason but now honestly like thanks to Instagram which is wild because it is like (laughs) also a terrible app that's used for evil but like thanks to social media like we are actually getting you know first hand documentation of what's going on yeah I saw like a TikToker maybe more than a month ago, but talking about how older generations have this bias against social media Mm. as like an accurate platform for information. Mm. And she was saying that she was explaining it to like her older family by talking about primary sources versus secondary Mm. sources Mm -hmm. and saying like, you can watch this video that a person in Gaza is filming Mm -hmm. of like people being killed. That is a a primary source versus the New York Times, which is spinning it to, you know, further their narrative. Yeah. Well, I, (laughs) I've been (laughs) doing some readings about town and I wrote um, a poem and I read this like a month ago about my experience as an anti-Zionist Jew. So I'm going to read it now. (laughs) You have the floor. (laughs) Okay. All right. They tried to kill us. They didn't succeed. Now let's eat. That's a joke you can rely on some older Jewish guy to tell at every Jewish holiday. Genocide is not so delicately weaved into everything in Jewish culture. We watched Boy in the Striped Pajamas in youth group in fifth grade, Schindler's List the next year. My friend was so uncomfortable, she couldn't stop inappropriately laughing as piles of dead bodies graced the screen. Every Jewish dad I know is obsessed with Ancestry.com, connecting with distant relatives in search of some semblance of extended family others seem to have. So how sinister a fo- people so focused on remembering, recording, obsessing over their own genocides to be named as the reason for one happening now. Or even darker, even more sinister, to unquestionably support one that is happening now. I go about my day, I stress about work, I live my mundane life full of endless luxuries. 
food, water, heat, fuzzy blankets, perfume, skincare routines. I wash my face and I move through my toners, my moisturizers. With every step, I'm awash with shame and grief. I open my phone. It's an automatic habit. I see children looking at a disembodied hand in the rubble of Gaza. I feel nauseous and I click past it. It's an ad for custom stickers. I consider buying them for my magazine. I go on a walk. The hand flashes in and out of my mind. I try to numb the image with a poppy choice of on song to walk to. I check my phone automatically, mindlessly. Regina Spector, my favorite singer in high school posts, Am Yisrael Chai, The People of Israel Live, The Zionist Battling Cry. I would sing at my temple, my youth group, and my bat mitzvah unknowingly. Maybe somehow I could stop it, right? Because it's happening because of my religion, right? So I could just call my parents, my grandpa, my friends from temple and get all of this to stop. I could just call Patty Murray and get this to stop, right? I could remind every Jew I know that this is what we learned about every week in Hebrew school. Never again. We studied genocide every week, remember? We know how it works better than most. And yet I come home, I open Instagram to pictures of babies in the Gaza ICU killed by soldiers, wearing a badge with a symbol of two interlocking triangles, a symbol that looks very similar to the necklaces I was gifted for my bat mitzvah. A symbol that looks the same but cannot be the same, because how could it possibly be the same? I close my phone, I wash my face, I go to bed. Maybe tomorrow I can get this to stop. And that is my piece. Thanks for sharing, Elkis. Um, Okay, should we just end it? Yeah, I feel like that's a good note to end on. Thank you for listening to Vocally Pride. <laughs> to Vocally Pride. And Free Palestine. And free Palestine. Keep boycotting, keep organizing, keep protesting. Fax your reps. You can do, you can fax them. I was faxing them. There's, you can do free faxing online. Nice. And we'll share that information. <laughs> you can do free faxing. <laughs> All right. Bye. Love bye. you.